My name is George Brundle. I'm here with Larry Davis. We are waiting for the PlayStation conference to begin, uh, although we are running a little bit behind right now. So we brought in Max to talk about Metal Gear while we wait for new gaming news. Hi, Max. Hi, George. Hi, Larry. Hi. I'm, I'm here, too. Very excited for the PlayStation 5 reveal. We've been waiting a while for this, so uh, not really yes. sure what the holdup is, but... Me either. I'm just sitting on a blank stream right now. Uh, it was supposed to start about 20 minutes ago, uh, but it has not. Uh, so we're just going to fill for time talking about Metal Gear, I guess, which is something that we've wanted to do for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to figure, dude, do we just uh, go game by game and kind of just lay it out? For Actually, I think like maybe it'd be better to start asking Max, what do you know about Metal Gear? Uh, so I know, like... Outer Haven a little bit, and I know the the Patriots and the La Le Lilo Lu shit. Yeah, uh, the, the only game I have played. Were correct. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> the only game I know, the only game I've played is four. So take that <laughs> as you will. <laughs> sure, great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's no better starting point. It explains everything else that happened beforehand so well. You know, you hit the triangle button and then you get brief flashes of the DARPA chief, but he's in PlayStation 1 graphics, so you don't know who the fuck you're looking at. Uh, so I replayed all of these uh, probably about a year ago now, starting with the original Metal Gear on the MSX and Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, uh, which is not to be confused with the American version of Metal Gear 2 that came out on the NES, which is a real bad game. Yes, it uh, is. That had no input from Kojima. Yeah, Snake's Revenge. Real bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, is that, like... So there were something in, like, the manuals for that game which gave, like, fake villain names that don't actually appear in them, and I want to say, like, second, it's Vermin Katafi yes. is the, the villain. And, um, something... Uh, Kakamami Hayarola. Hayarola. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys don't actually appear in the story at all. Nope. Um... Yeah, so uh, this was my first time playing through either of those, uh, although I was, like, at least acquainted enough to know, like, what the plots were, because this is back when, like, Metal Gear plots were actually digestible, uh, which kind of had to be, considering old games did not have enough space to really tell a very intricate Metal Gear-esque story. Uh, but yeah, the first one's, like, pretty straightforward. It's just you go to Outer Heaven, and you're Solid Snake, and then it turns out that your boss is a bad guy. Run the whole thing. He's got a giant mech, he's got a nuke on it. That's not good. You could go into a bit more detail than that. Come on. I that's basically it though. Like it's but Operation Intrude three one three. You're not saying what outer heaven is or anything like okay. that. 
come on. Well, this I figured Max would know here. I figured Max would know that because he played Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> no, he just knows about Outer <laughs> Haven, which is the thing oh, the right. Mount R- Snake Rushmore. <laughs> yes, Mount Snakes more. Uh, okay, so Outer Heaven is a military state. Basically, it is a, a place where soldiers always have a purpose because they want perpetual war, and so to get perpetual war, uh, Big Boss has developed Metal Gear, which has a nuke on it, and it can fire that from any terrain. So he can basically just start wars wherever he wants uh, and has a means of deterrence at the same time. Uh, So that's not good. So they send in Snake to go uh, take care of that. Uh, Gray Fox, another agent, was captured before him, though. Uh, and you free Gray Fox, and then when you get to the the Metal Gear and you blow it up, turns out that Big Boss was the bad guy the whole time, even though he was your commanding officer uh, in charge of the mission. Uh, he also, like, towards the end of the game, starts giving you real bad advice, like, I don't know, go into this room with a death trap in it, or just shut the console off. Which is a thing that they replete. Larry, you want to add to this? No, <laughs> I'm not just really. Talking here. I mean, that's basically it. Because uh, yeah. there isn't a whole lot in Metal Gear One. I just thought you should actually mention what yeah. Outer Haven is or yeah. Heaven is, and uh, yeah. the whole thing with Big Boss. Uh, and then, yeah, Metal Gear Two is when Kojima decided to actually start focusing on the plot, even though it's yeah. almost like a remake of the first game. Uh, yeah, which is then kind of funny that like metal gear solid is in itself a sort of remake of those games as well like it tries a lot of familiar ground uh especially ground that metal gear 2 lays out specifically um but yeah like two frames it with like oilex is this like new form of uh i think it's like a renewable energy source or something like that and uh zanzibar land has uh kidnapped the scientist who made it and they got the formula uh, and so Snake has to go in there, rescue the scientists, get the formula back. But uh oh, there's a Metal Gear there, and also Big Boss is still alive. Yeah, I can't. That can't be because he killed him in the first game. Uh huh. And then you kill him again. What if it was two different Big Bosses the whole time, though, Larry? <laughs> no, that's impossible. <laughs> Oh yeah, you you get deeper and deeper into the bowels of Zanzibar land. You find out Gray Fox is still alive, and he's now teamed up with Big Boss. Uh, he's kind of seen, his, you know, the the value of Big Boss's ideals, and is helping him out now. Um, the child soldiers, you you start finding a whole bunch of those. If you kill them, which you're able to do, you lose health. Uh-huh. You Just know. like in real life. Uh, yeah. Also, yes, this is exactly. the first one with um, Colonel Campbell. It is, yeah. Your new uh, commanding officer for the mission is Colonel Campbell. Who, uh, uh, and of, you have more note, radio contacts in this one as well. Of note, all of the character portraits in the original version were shamelessly stolen from movie screens. Uh, so Big Boss is Sean Connery, and uh, mm-hmm. Colonel Campbell is Colonel Troutman from Rambo. It's good uh, stuff. Yeah, Snake is also just John Rambo, if I remember right. Mm, I don't... I think, I think his portrait is just Rambo could be you think uh, it would just be snake plissken you would think uh, especially because at one point i think kojima wanted to get kurt russell involved in one of these games i think that is it isn't it isn't it actually snake plissken it's not snake That's... plissken mm, i don't think it was rambo but uh, uh the box art for the original game famously was just a picture of kyle reese from terminator so oh yeah 
That's some good, good box art, though. I, I like the box art for two, though, which is just a Metal Gear stomping through a battlefield, just shooting shit. It's pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the first game where you actually get, like, radio contacts in it. In the first one, you just had Big Boss, but in two, you're actually able to call up, like, different experts and... Either they actually tell you useful information about where to go or what to do, or they'll just give you a bunch of flavor text, which is a thing that obviously happens very famously through the rest of the series. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this one's like pretty story heavy. A lot of like actual cutscenes in it instead of just getting a you know two sentence call from Big Boss towards the end of the game, going like, "Hey, man, don't go in there." It was please uh, don't blow up my Metal Gear. It was Mel Gibson. Is who Snake was based oh, on in okay. too. Also, I forgot they had just Bob Hoskins in there too. Because why not? <laughs> sure, Mario movie Bob Hoskins in Metal Gear Two. Yeah. Call up John Leguizamo on your code hook. Mm-hmm. Ask him where to go. Uh, yeah. So like Metal Gear One and Two, they're pretty decent games. They had like a not like a huge following, uh, especially not in the U.S. Like I think the first one was relatively popular. The second one, obviously not it's very bad uh but then metal gear solid kind of like blew up in a real big way because oh, boy well, metal gear 2 never came out here no it no i'm saying uh metal gear 2 Saints revenge in yeah. the u.s was not very well received and also just not like a very popular game like i don't think that really sold a whole oh lot. yeah um but metal gear solid like you know, when you do the whole leap over to 3D and now you got all this disk space that you could put a lot of dialogue onto. Yep. Man. <laughs> a lot of FMV footage of uh, nuclear waste disposal. Y- yes. Yeah, a lot of just talking in front of newsreels of nuclear drums. Um, uh-huh. So, like, Max, I'm assuming you don't you didn't know anything about the original two Metal Gear games, but Metal Gear Solid being more talked about, do you know anything about that one in particular? Um not really, no. Okay. Genome Soldiers doesn't register Hopefully. with you. No. Liquid Snake. Okay, that part, yeah. Alright. So giant start with giant, Genome Soldiers. Giant and Shaman. No. Shaman. Shaman, sure. Uh, Sniper Wolf. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yes, Revolver yes. Ocelot. Yes, sure yeah, you know I, mean, I, know, I know those names. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg Ninja? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to keep saying shit. Autocom. Derp, Derpa Chief. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Derpa Chief is just a title, but sure. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the, spe- you know, the specific Derpa Chief. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I know all of the. I know like Vulcan Raven, okay. Psychomanus, Decoy Octopus. Yeah, yeah okay. But I mostly know those because of the like tangential relation through Metal Gear Solid Four with the Beauty and the Beast court. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Ugh, yeah, Beauty boy. and the Beast, which just represents like the most one-dimensional aspect of previous bosses oh, yeah. without giving them any character until like the very end when um. Oh God! Why am I blanking on his name? Wasn't it Psychomantis's ghost just shows up for the fight with yeah. what's her face? He's like, hey, check it out. They put Rumble back in the PlayStation controller. <laughs> or if like I think if you have if you have the six axis one, he gets very upset and then dies. Um No, who's a who's the guy that you buy your weapons from in four? Why am I blanking on his name? Oh uh Drebin. 
Drebin, yeah. yeah. Like, four, you don't get their backstories until Drebin just calls you up and is just like, hey, man, remember that episode of MASH with the chicken? Turns out it was a baby. Anyway, that's her backstory. I only remember Drebin's name because it's the same as Leslie Nielsen's character in Police Squad. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was having a brain fart and forgot it. Uh, But yeah, like, solid established having... It's sort of established having like a wacky troop of uh, boss encounters. Like that's present in two. Like he got Running Man in two, who is just a dude who runs a loop around an arena. That's, that's right. it. That's all he does. Uh, you put mines down on the ground and he blows himself up. Uh, there's a was Machine like, Gun Joe. There's like a there's a boomerang guy too, a Captain Boomerang. Yeah, Boomer Quanger. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you had weird bosses that, you know, their names were how you fought them. Uh, but in Metal Gear Solid, they actually tried to like give them backstories to kind of flush out their quirks. So like Psychomantis, his whole thing was, yeah, he was a psychic and his dad abused him and he didn't see the good in people because he was always diving into their minds and finding out that everyone's kind of just a bunch of fuck freaks, basically. Uh, yeah, especially if he detects but... Castlevania on your memory card, then he really knows you're up to no good. Yeah, that's right. Put the controller flat on the ground. Um, but yeah, like, Meryl is established in this game as well, uh, even though she appeared in Police Knox. Uh, I think that was actually before this. We had talked about that at some yep. point on this podcast. Um, yeah, because there's a Police Knox poster in Otacon's uh, oh, office. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then in the GameCube version, there's that, like, Yoshi doll, and you shoot it, and it makes Yoshi sounds, and that's real good. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, plot of this game is a uh, military base up in Alaska. Uh, Shadow Moses. Shadow Moses. Maybe you've heard of it. You yeah. go there in four, so I assume you have. Yeah, I mean, also, and your uh, Larry is gonna breathe a deep, exasperated sigh for this one, but also that is a stage in one of the Smash Bros. games. I am aware of that. Yeah. That's, that's a brawl, I think. Yeah. Also, and then oh, I, I think just, it's. I just meant you'd sigh because that's how I know it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's horrible. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go to Shadow Moses. Uh, they. It's a nuclear weapons disposal facility, or so it seems. It is actually a front to develop a new Metal Gear known as Metal Gear Rex, uh, which Snake does not initially know. Um, or no, he does. They tell him at the start of the game, like, oh, yeah. actually, there's a Metal Gear there. So you need to establish, like, whether or not it's operational and the terrorists have the ability to launch a nuke. Uh, which they don't because they need this, like, card key to actually Wait activate a second. the he thing. Do- he doesn't like... know when he goes in. DARPA chief tells him. Because DARPA oh, chief right. is the one that's telling him everything right about it, and then that's when he's like, no. Metal Gear? No, yeah, yeah. Because at first he's just there to rescue the DARPA chief and uh, Kenneth Baker, who is... DARPA chief's in charge of... No, Kenneth Baker is in charge of arms tech, right? Or DARPA chief. Yes. No, Kenneth Baker, president of arms tech. Kenneth Baker is... Because DARPA chief is obviously in charge of DARPA. Jesus, fuck. (laughs) I did not have my Dr. Pepper this morning. I'm out of it. Um, So... That actually, like, it ends up setting up this whole, like, uh, plot of giving Snake this card key that he needs to activate the Metal Gear with, but he doesn't know he's activating the Metal Gear with it. 
You're skipping uh, like that, a lot, though. No, because I'm saying that that persists through like much of the game is that the villains are tricking Snake to their own ends rather than just outright killing him. Yeah, but I'm saying uh, also plenty of opportunities to. You're skipping a lot because yeah. the whole thing is like Liquid Snake is here. And he's yeah, going to uh, he's going to start a nuclear war and uh, Foxhound, which was previously the name of Snake's unit, but they have now repurposed it for their gaggle of misfits. Uh, that's yeah. kind of important. They they have taken control of the genome soldiers, which are soldiers that have been enhanced using uh, Big Boss's DNA. Yep, and. So they're supposedly like super soldiers because of this, but they kind of suck. Yeah, they're really bad. <laughs> yes, which makes you wonder, like, how good really are regular soldiers in the Metal Gear universe at this point in time? I mean, maybe uh, they didn't give them the good big boss DNA. They just kind of <laughs> took the scraps that were left over. I got all the recessive genes. That's right. Uh, that's the thing, too. So Liquid Snake and Solid Snake... Which I'm sure you are aware because, again, you have played 4 and this is a big point in 4 is uh, they're clones of Big Boss and in a weird way this also makes them brothers. Uh, But something that comes up in 1 is that they use something called the super baby method to make them. So basically a whole bunch of babies were in the womb at Terribles. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's how you say that. Yep. Uh, there's a bunch of babies in the womb at once, and eventually only the strongest is going to survive. Uh, but it ended up that Liquid Snake and Solid Snake were born, and Liquid believes he got all of the recessive genes from Big Boss, and Snake got all of the dominant genes. Uh, but twist at the end of the game is it's the other way around, and the superior brother lost. Um, uh, yes, it's also a great twist in the game, uh, because due to PlayStation 1 graphics, there is no way to tell they are supposed to look alike. Yes, uh, even though, like, also, like, when you see them other times, like, Liquid Snake has very feathery hair, like, just very long and flowing and blonde for some reason. But, like, yeah. otherwise regular Solid Snake face, so he looks very weird. Yeah, you can only really tell it in, yeah, you know, like, Twin Snakes. Yes, uh, the original game, obviously not too much. Because he, so there's also stuff about, like, um, one of your codec contacts yeah. from Metal Gear 2, uh, Master Miller, uh, he he is giving you advice once again as you're making your way through Shadow Moses. But uh, towards the end of the game, he starts giving you... He, he starts putting like doubt in your head over Naomi Hunter, which is your medical expert. Uh, turns out Naomi's brother is Gray Fox, who has now been turned into the Cyborg Ninja, uh, thanks to nefarious medical experiments carried out on him after the second game. Uh, you fought him in a minefield in that game. He gets fucked up. Yeah, you have to fist Turned fight into him. a robot. Yeah. Um, but he starts explaining, like, hey, I think like you have a double agent uh, working against you, and I think it's Naomi because I think, like, she mentioned some stuff about her father uh, being in the FBI, uh, but that was back when the FBI was super racist and her dad is Asian, so that don't make sense. Uh, turns out he's right. Uh, she is betraying you. She injected you with a virus called Fox Dye uh, that is used to infect uh, specific people, like it targets their DNA and then triggers a heart attack. Which, again, something you skipped. You go to find the Dharma eh. Chief, and then he just mysteriously dies of a heart attack. Yes, the same thing happens to Kenneth Baker. Yeah. Uh, happens to... 
I think that's it's just them and then Liquid at the end of the game. Because um, it's also yes, it's also meant to target Solid Snake and kill him at some point. It's it's meant to kill anybody who Naomi views has wronged her or a Gray Fox. Um, but then also it turns out that Master Miller is a traitor as well because he was Liquid Snake the whole time, just wearing sunglasses and with his hair pulled back. And they put a lot of effort into the animation of him taking the sunglasses off and everything, which is nice. There's a real good bit when you finally catch up to Liquid Snake and he's just like, did you like my sunglasses, brother? Uh, and of course, then also it turns out the DARPA chief that died was Decoy Octopus. It was not the real DARPA chief. Yeah, why not, decoy, I guess. Octo- decoy Octopus drained all his blood and put it inside his body so he could mimic him better. What? Don't. Yeah, that's yeah, like Decoy I, Octopus's whole thing. I vaguely remember reading that before. That yeah, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Decoy Octopus is such a method actor that he will drain all the blood out of his victim and put it into his body. Uh, which is why he is able to get targeted by Foxtie. Okay, so Foxtie was supposed to target the DARPA chief, not De- yes. Decoy Octopus. Okay, I thought it was Correct. maybe supposed to target any member of Foxhound also. No, I don't that think that's That seems like it would have case. been a good idea. Because like, the main thing, and, and this is getting into stuff that happens way later too, but the main thing is that Naomi knows who the Patriots are and she wants to kill them. And the DARPA chief is Sigant, who is a member of the Patriots. Spoilers. So, you know, okay. probably want him dead. Also, Dr. Clark, who has a, is identified as a man in this game, turns out not the case. Oh, paramedic. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, everyone in three just had to be somebody later on, right? Right. Star Wars prequel syndrome. Yes. Um, probably the worst part about three like rest of that game really good though um yeah so you like some other stuff that happens through this game is that sniper wolf wounds meryl and so there is a couple of mini games you have to play in this where you are being tortured by ocelot and you have to tap the action button very 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 quickly like to a like a literally painful degree it is very difficult to actually pull it off no it's Uh, not you know how to do it it's not hard uh, then i don't know how to do it because i always struggle with it it's rub it's your worse fingernail over it that's how i it's always did too. never had any issues with it well look if you use auto fire he'll know about it <laughs> that's right you can't <laughs> so don't, yeah you'll get a game over um if you don't if you like if you don't pass the minigame, then she dies and you get the ending where you and Otacon leave Shadow Moses. But if you complete the minigame successfully, then you leave with Meryl. So for like a long time, it was not cleared up what ending was the canonical ending until like 4 came out and Meryl was alive in it. Yeah, also though, uh, if you leave with Otacon, you get the stealth suit. So, uh, yes. sorry Meryl. Yeah, although I guess... Uh... Oh no, never mind. Because like I was going to say, in Metal Gear Two, you got the bit where Snake turns around and he points at his bandana and says "infinite ammo." Yeah. But then he also has the stealth thing at the start of the game. So. Yeah. Both endings are correct. It turns out. Um. The Metal Gear yeah, multiverse. Like a... Oh no! Don't give them any ideas, Larry. Look. Metal Gear Cinematic Universe. <laughs> well, Fuck. that's never going to happen. No matter how much they yeah. claim it's going to. 
no, movies are dead now. Uh, like they should, yeah, they should just reboot Metal Gear now without Kojima and just be like, yeah, this is uh, Metal Gear Earth Two. Whatever. Sure. Who cares? Yeah. Finally, do that remake of Metal Gear Two that people want. I By do. people, I mean me. Yeah, you, you and me. Uh, I'm trying to think of like other uh, noteworthy stuff that happens in that game. Uh, this is, of course, because Otacon is uh, he makes his appearance in this game for the first time. This is the first instance of the trope that Otacon must suffer. Uh -huh. uh, every fucking game, somebody has to die in he Otacon's also, arms. Also, has to wet his pants at some point. That is that is correct. Uh, the first time that you meet him, he, of course, is hiding in a locker uh, while you fight Gray Fox, and he is just pissing himself like crazy. Good uh, times. Yeah, that's where you also get the, uh, this is just like one of my Japanese animes line. Uh, uh -huh. It's short for otaku convention. <laughs> that's right. No idea why somebody would use that as their name, but okay. Yeah. No, look, it'd be weird if you went around calling me otaku convention, so just call me Otakon. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like Otacon's Maybe. whole thing too is that like his father was involved uh well his grandfather was involved in the Manhattan Project. We find out later that his father is a real piece of shit that was involved in a lot of bad stuff. Uh -huh. uh, so he gets into this to try to make amends for his bloodline. Turns out, oopsie doops, made a metal gear. Yeah. Those Any questions before we get to the next one. Nah. No, I was just saying maybe they call him Otacon because he has the combined stench of an uh, otaku convention. Could be. Maybe. I bet Otacon yeah, doesn't smell around. good. No, I mean, he smells like piss the rest of that game, definitely. Yeah. What? No, he doesn't he mention like changing into different clothes at some point? Is, like, doesn't he oh, say maybe. that when you call him in the elevator, I think? Mm, maybe. If he does, I might have missed that because there is a lot of optional dialogue in this game that you could very easily miss. I I thought he said it like right before he mentioned like the story beat. The stealth suit is gone. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, I I did want to mention that with him with him suffering and everything, that is uh, Sniper Wolf specifically dies. Uh, I think that is maybe the single best scene in any Metal Gear game. I think that's actually handled very well. Uh. But it's worth bringing up because Otacon having people die on him is a thing that we're going to visit at least two more times. Um, sure, and of course that's where do you think Love Can Bloom on a Battlefield comes from? Yes, yeah. Uh, there's some of the, uh, some of the neat stuff that repeats from Metal Gear 2, though, like the elevator fight you mentioned where you fight the four dudes who have the stealth camo so they're invisible. That actually happens in Metal Gear 2. Mm -hmm. uh, the stuff with the Nikita missile that you have to guide around to hit the generator turn off the electric floor like that also happens in metal gear 2 and then the shape memory alloy shit is also in metal gear 2 so that was so fun experiencing that in metal gear solid when i saw that come up in metal gear 2 i was real fucking mad yeah because uh, that for max's benefit uh the card key that you use to activate metal gear it changes shape based on temperature so you have to go cool the key, which means running back to this like freezer area, then run back and put the key in. Then it's got to be room temperature, so you have to like heat it up a little bit, put that in. Then it has to be hot, so you have to backtrack even further back and heat the key up and then run all the way back and put it in. And this whole thing just takes like a really long amount of time to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, well known as like the worst part of Metal Gear Solid 1. 
Yes. Uh, that sounds tedious. Oh yeah. I mean, better than the dumb plot-wise. Sure. Yeah. Like it, it's very much just Kojima making a nod back to Metal Gear Two. Um, but you get like a bunch of the stuff about like Naomi getting outed during that. So I guess it's also maybe Kojima trying to find out like a good place to put that. Because uh, otherwise, you're already there. You are at Metal Gear. You're in the final area of the game. Um, anyway, then you anyway, just fight yeah. Liquid on top of Metal Gear, and That's then right. he dies of a heart attack out in the snow. Yeah, you get the bit where Snake says "fox" and then Liquid says "die," and then he dies. Yeah, just good very good. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Two. Speaking of dumb plots. Real- Real fucking banger of a game. Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. This is the one with uh, Solidus in it. Yep. Yes. The third uh, Snake Baby. Yes. Uh, uh, Solidus Snake. At, after the credits of Metal Gear Solid 1, it's uh, Revolver Ocelot talking to a mysterious benefactor who's been behind all of this and then says, Mr. President. And you're like, oh. And then you get to wait yeah. for your Solid 2 to come out. Yeah, you get to wait for a few E3s, and then they finally show that trailer that's so good, they put it on a DVD and start handing it out to people. Uh-huh. Uh, which, man, back in the day, that was wild. That's right. Like just Mel- getting sent a DVD with a trailer. Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, so highly anticipated that uh, some people, myself included, bought Zone of the Enders just for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo on it. Which, oh, yeah. uh, as it happens, Zone of the Enders is a good game, even though it's about like three hours long. And that demo was also the best part of Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to give like a little bit of background context for this so Max can kind of understand what it was like at the time anticipating this game. Because like I said, there was this big, big trailer uh, at an E3 that they put on these DVDs. But all of it just showed the stuff from like the first maybe 20 to 30 minutes of that game, plus, like, late-game locations with Snake in it. So, like, everything was kind of built up to make you anticipate, like, oh, this is Solid Snake's next big adventure. It's going to come out on the PS2. And then you get it, and you play that first chapter, which takes place inside of a a tanker that is being used to house a new Metal Gear. Uh, And then after that, you don't play as Snake no more. You play as Raiden. Yeah. Yep. But, like, back in the day, this was, like, nobody saw this shit coming. Like, Raiden was part of some marketing material, but nothing indicated that he was a playable character. It was just, like, some art of him, mostly. Um, so when he actually got there, and they they do this whole thing, too, where, like, he's swimming up to the big shell, and they're dressing him as Solid Snake. Uh, but the vo- the voice is not right. And so, like, playing that for the first time, you're just like, oh, this seems a little bit weird. Maybe it's because he's wearing a mask or something. And then they're like, hey, let's call you Raiden from now on. And he takes the mask off, and you're like, oh, shit, this game might not be good. <laughs> so I remember uh, getting this late at night from GameStop. Uh, and as my parents were driving me home, I was reading the manual, uh, as I always did. And um, I remember when games had manuals. That was good I never time. read them. I just always raw-dogged it. Oh, I day. always did. Always read the manual all the way through first, because uh, I'm a nerd. Um, but uh, I was looking through it, and it was just like, huh, apparently you play as a guy named Raiden in this. He's got a sword. That's going to be cool. 
<laughs> and um well one of those was true yeah that sword is pretty fun for the five minutes you get to use it yep at the end uh, yeah um i rented this actually so like i just got like the blockbuster video case which did not have a manual uh i'm not even sure if i remember whether it had tips on the back of the box or not um speaking of back of back of the box uh forgot to mention this about metal gear solid there's a bit where you got to contact meryl but they don't give you her codec number and they just say hey it's on the back of the box uh which well-known thing that you literally got to look at the game case flip the back of the box there's a screenshot of the game with her codec number on it uh but if you rented the game from blockbuster depending on which blockbuster you rented it from they didn't have jack shit on the back of the, the box that they put the game in so you fucking wouldn't know yep great decision that's that's fun <laughs> Uh, at least, like, some of them did actually put, like, game hints on the back of the boxes that they, they gave you, and I'm pretty sure that they put the number on the back of those. But uh, anyway, Metal Gear Solid 2. You start this thing. Uh, Otacon and Snake have formed a group called Philanthropy, uh, which basically just goes around hunting Metal Gears. Uh, Mei Ling is also part of this group, uh, but unfortunately, you don't get to see her at all in this game. Nope. Uh, doesn't do show VR up missions. again until 4 very briefly yeah. she is the the um you might remember her she is the she's like the captain of that boat that you use to go hunt down outer haven yeah 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 anyway you, you don't get much of her but you do get otacon trying to give you like haikus and stuff like she did when you save your game except he is very bad at it and i like that a lot um but yeah, you get, you get onto this tanker and your whole mission is just take some pictures of Metal Gear. Want pictures of Metal Gear, says Otacon. Uh, but then, uh-oh, Russians are on the boat too and they want to capture Metal Gear. You take the pictures and you send them to Professor Oak. And he's like, fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, that's it. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you turn on the computer and he goes, welcome back. Ugh. Pokemon Snap's a pretty good game. Um, Creepy Professor Oak. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. The whole thing about like is Professor Oak dating Ash's mom, but then later she just marries a Mr. Mine, which is much worse. I need you to get me pictures of a Snorlax's feet for research purposes. No. Uh so the first part of this game is pretty straightforward. It's just go get pictures of the Metal Gear, figure out what the Russians are doing on the boat. Uh-oh, like Ocelot's here, and he's working with the Russians. Uh, this dude's name is Gerlukovich, and Liquid Snake mentioned selling him plans to Metal Gear Rex in the last game, so he must be a bad guy. Uh, he's, his daughter's on board, and she doesn't shave her armpits. Yep, Olga. Year, year is 2002. Also, uh, Ocelot is now calling himself Shalashaska. That's right. Uh, I forget what that means exactly, because they mentioned that in Metal Gear Solid Five, and he explains it, but I do not recall. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so you you fight Olga, Gerlukovich's daughter. You get to the hangar where the Metal Gear Ray is being kept. It is an amphibious Metal Gear. It is a anti-Metal Gear Metal Gear. Still Metal Gear, though, so it's still bad. Uh, you take a bunch of pictures of it, or you could take a bunch of pictures of the Commandant and send those to Otacon, and he gets very bothered by this. Uh, starts asking if you have a crush on the Commandant. He's, Turns he's out, a pretty good-looking uh, Commandant. I don't know. 
Well, so that's the thing is Vamp, one of the goofy enemies that you fight later on in the game, is said to have had a secret relationship with the Commandant, so everyone wants a piece of the Commandant. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but when you're about to, uh, you know, wrap everything up, Ocelot shows up and he's like, hey, man, check this out. And he shoots the Commandant. Yep. And also Gerlukovich. And then he sees you and starts calling you brother while his arm freaks out. Because uh, in the first game, he gets his arm chopped off. And then when he shows up in two, it's there again. It turns out that they transplanted Liquid Snake's arm onto his body. And now he has a psychic arm that is housing Liquid Snake's persona. And it just takes over his brain from time to time. Yeah. Liquid Ocelot. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't call himself that just yet. Uh, because, like, neither persona is dominant at that point. Uh, they, they're kind of, like, battling for supremacy. Um, yeah, the whole Liquid Ocelot thing is, like, at the beginning of 4. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he decides to sink the tanker with solid snake on it and then in the intervening like year or so between the first chapter and the second uh solid snake and philanthropy are blamed for sinking the taker uh snake's death is faked using liquid ocelot not liquid ocelot liquid snake's body uh so everyone thinks that snake is dead anyway uh until suddenly Solid Snake shows up and he's taken over the Big Shell, which is a facility that is ostensibly being used to clean up the uh, oil and other waste from the tanker sinking. Uh, not Solid Snake, though. It's Solidus Snake. I can understand how people might make the mistake. There's, I mean, there's just so many snakes out there. It's kind of weird how nobody Sorry. apparently just seemed to notice that the president was just disappearing for long stretches of time. Yeah, so that's the so that's the thing is uh, as the last game establishes and as they kind of elaborate on more in Metal Gear Solid Two, the president is Solidus Snake. So when Solidus Snake shows up on the big shell and starts calling himself Solid Snake, it's a little surprising to me that nobody goes, "Hi, isn't that the last president?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right, he wasn't in office at this point. Yes, yeah. uh, he he was removed from office in disgrace after the events of Shadow Moses kind of came into the the public eye. Um, Which is kind of weird, because I don't know that they had any proof he was involved with it, right? Uh, so one of your codec partners in the first game ends up releasing a book that uh, exposes the truth of Shadow Moses, and I believe that th that is a document in Metal Gear Solid 2 that you can read optionally. Was it Natasha? Um, Yes, Natasha is the okay. one who does that. Uh, who is the codec, the codec contact you are most likely to forget because it is never worthwhile to actually call her up. She also never appears in anything else. Like, Naomi at least comes oh. back in 4. Yeah, Mei Ling comes back. Uh, we see a whole lot of Master Miller, like the actual Master Miller, later on in the franchise. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Colonel Campbell, who is your commanding officer in Metal Gear Solid 2. Except he's kind of a dick this time. Mm -hmm. That's weird. I wonder why. Well, let's uh, find out. girlfriend, Rosemary, is also one of your points of contact. She would really like you to remember what date it is, you fucking posterless doofus. Raiden doesn't have any posters in his room. This is very disturbing to Rosemary also, because it's, I guess, a sign of being a serial killer. This was like a thing in True Detective 2, how, like, Russ Cole did not have any posters in his apartment, which, all right... I forgot about that. Yeah. 
I have a poster of the Judge Dredd movie on my wall, so I'm definitely not a serial killer. Me too. <laughs> oh, good. We're safe. Shit. I might be a serial killer. Say that again? I said I might be a serial killer. I've got no posters on my wall. Oh no, Max! This is a new yeah. Jeff Foxworthy bit. If you don't have any posters on your wall, you might be a serial killer. Max, were you ever a war orphan turned child soldier? Now that you mention it. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Did they ever put gunpowder in your food? Oh, you mean it's the weird to... black pepper? Uh oh. It's meant to get you real delirious so you'll commit war crimes without, you know, putting much thought into it. Um, is that real? So anyway, is, that, uh, is that an actual thing they say? Yes. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, right. that, that is a thing. Um, Here's the thing. bad at writing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have not played Metal Gear Solid 2 all the way through since the first time. Uh, oh, I... man. Whenever I went to replay it, I would play the tanker part and then start it over <laughs> and just play the yeah. tanker part over and over. Oh, wow, this part's pretty fun. Anyway, shame about the rest of the game. Yeah, all those um, like square rooms where you just have to run back and forth a bunch. Yeah. Just a double hexagon. That's your map. There you go. Have fun. S Strut F. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's name them all Struts and Connecting Bridges. It definitely does not get very confusing and vague after a while. Uh, so your mission here is that the new president, who did not, you know, do the whole Shadow Moses thing that was very bad and not good, is uh, being taken captive as uh, part of a insurrection by Dead Cell, which is a former military unit, much like Foxhound, uh, which is populated by a bunch of freaks, much like Foxhound. And uh, turns out there might be a Metal Gear on this base. Uh-oh. What? A metal Gear? Yeah. Metal Gear. Yeah. Uh, That's except a pretty good Solid Snake. I can do it sometimes. I don't know mm -hmm. why. Uh, but uh, yeah, but what if the entire base is a Metal Gear? Oh, who's getting ahead of themselves now, Larry <laughs> Davis? Yeah. Uh, so Ryan's just making his way downtown, you know, doing some stuff, and then he runs into a guy named Iroquois Pliskin, uh, who's <laughs> definitely... Salt snake without a bandana. Yeah, not even trying to hide it, really. No. Yeah. Uh, Raiden immediately has some doubts about it, and Colonel Campbell's just like, he was not part of this simulation, which is a weird thing for a human being to say to another human being. Well, they say uh, that he's Raiden... been running simulations in preparation for it. Mm, which I assume to mean like VR is. missions. Yeah, they try to pass it off, but I mean, hey, look, man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Vamp also shows up and he's just like, hey everybody, my quirks are that I'm a vampire, I can run on water, and I'm extremely bisexual. Anyway, see you later for a boss fight. I'm voiced by Phil Lamar. <laughs> that's right, the great Phil Lamar. Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack himself. <laughs> yep, uh, that's right. I was going with Hermes from Futurama, but yes, that's also <laughs> true. Sure. Yeah. Both great characters. Um uh, you end up uh, meeting up with a guy who was a bomb disposal expert. This is a whole real, like, good, but also very bad segment of game where, like, the story is great about him, like, having taught Fat Man, which is one of the quirky Dead Cell villains, uh, everything about bomb disposal, but it turns out Fat Man has instead leveraged this knowledge to just make a lot of fucking bombs. 
Fat Man's uh, which great. He Fat put... Man's the best character in two, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I agree. Uh, he's put a bunch of bombs around the big shell with the intention of blowing the whole thing up, which would cause a, a huge environmental catastrophe because all that stuff would get back out into, into the ocean. Uh, so you got to go disarm them all. And this is the bit that's kind of tedious because you just have to run around and spray these things uh, to dismantle them. Uh, and then it turns out, like, uh, you, you got to go up and fight Fat Man because the last bomb is up there. It's the biggest bomb of all. It's actually enough to blow up the whole thing, which makes, like, rigging the rest of that thing to blow kind of pointless. Yeah, well, it was a distraction. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Fat Man, though, I wanted to bring him up because he, like you said, is fantastic. This is just a dude who is on rollerblades. He's very corpulent. He has painted fingernails, and he drinks out of a wine glass with a straw in it. <laughs> also, he's wearing a full bomb disposal outfit, except no helmet, which kind <laughs> yes, of defeats the purpose. Right. <laughs> So you, you, you kill this dude, uh, and the last bomb is actually on him, and you disarm it, and everything seems like it's fine, but then a cyborg ninja shows up. That's a little bit weird that that would happen again, but, you know, okay, whatever. Right, because, uh, not mentioned, but a Grey Fox was crushed under the foot of Metal Gear Rex. Yes, uh, this was after he was almost impaled by the nose of Metal Gear Rex, if I remember right, and I think he gets one of his arms ripped off. Yes. He's very dead, is the point. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, he was basically a zombie in Metal Gear Solid 1, so... Yeah, maybe he could show up again, except this time with a Russian accent for some reason. <laughs> right. Well, that's the <laughs> yeah. thing, like, before, uh, before the game came out, there were images of the ninja. You can yeah. hear the ninja. Sure. So they led you to believe. Uh, they also identify themselves as Deep Throat, which is the, is the same cover name that the ninja gives you in Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't have to explain what Deep Throat is from, so there you go. Whatever. Kojima's not good at writing. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you keep making way, your way along this base. Eventually, Solidus shows up. He fights you with a damn Harrier. Um which you managed to shoot down, but then Metal Gear pops up out of the water and catches the Harrier in its mouth, and they get away. Uh, and Snake finally says, like, hey, bud, I was Solid Snake the whole time. Turns out I'm not dead, and that is definitely not Solid Snake. Shouldn't have to tell you that, because he's the last fucking president of the United States. <laughs> hey, you look a little familiar. Yeah. Uh, end of note, uh, uh, the new Metal Gears are Metal Gear Ray, which are amphibious. Yes. Yes, they look like Godzilla, I, I and they also before, but... roar like Godzilla. I don't know. Yeah, you did. They, okay. They shoot water out of their mouth instead of having a dick laser like Metal Gear Rex did. Right. They try to explain that like it's a very highly pressurized water beam that just happens to look and act exactly like a laser. Yeah, slurps it up from the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, you need to go find uh, Emma Emmerich, which is Otacon's stepsister. She apparently helped develop the uh. AI that is being used for Metal Gear Ray. Uh, and for another Metal Gear that will show up later in the game. Uh, this AI is called GW. Um, uh -huh. And we'll kind of get into, into more of what that is. But yeah, yeah, obviously, you know. GW, I mean, do you get it? Yeah, oh, Deep I get throat. it. G.W. Deep Throat. George uh, Washington. Uh-huh. Thank you for saying it. 
don't know. Um, okay. So you eventually, you, you find her, you find out she has this whole water phobia thing going on. Uh, the reason for that, getting a little ahead, but worth just getting into it now. Otacon's, uh, Otacon's dad's a real sack of crap. Uh, Otacon, also a sack of crap, was having an affair with his stepmother, and when his father found out about this, he tried to drown Emma and himself in their pool. Uh, but thankfully, only his dad died, but it left Emma with a severe water phobia, uh, and has left Emma and Otacon very estranged from one another, obviously. Uh, so, you go fight Vamp, you think you kill him, you've shot him in the head before, but he's... Or no, no, that happens later. You You drown him in a pool of water that is like what is it? It's like completely deoxygenated. So like if you go into it, you sink to the bottom and you can't get back up. I think so. Something weird like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you drown him in there and he gets back up anyway, because of course he's a vampire man. Uh, then like, there's this whole thing with like, auto, like Emma has to go across these like buoy things to get to one of the struts and she gets attacked by a vamp. Uh, and you manage to shoot him in the forehead and get rid of him, but Emma is also wounded in the encounter and is bleeding out and is going to die. Uh, so you bring her back uh, with you. You uh, upload the virus to take down GW, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work in time, and also Emma's definitely going to die, and so you get the second instance of Otacon definitely needs to just have the worst day fucking ever. Now it's got that bird that keeps saying his name. Oh the yeah, parrot. yeah, the parrot. Yeah. He cries over the parrot. <laughs> um, I had kind of skipped past some of the stuff with Fortune, though. Uh, her whole thing is she can't die. Every time you try to shoot her, or anybody for that matter, the bullets just whiz past her. Uh, her father was the Commandant, and she wants to die because her dad died. She's real sad about it. Yeah. Uh, important for later on in the game. But, turns out, the entire big shell is a Metal Gear. Called <gasps> Arsenal Gear. That's right. It's being used to hide its construction uh, under the water the entire time. Yeah, there was like no environmental catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, and this is what the Sons of Liberty, uh, a.k.a. Dead Cell, want to hijack. Um, so before you're about to go down into Arsenal gear, the Cyborg Ninja shows up and is just like, hey, check it out. It was Olga the entire time. Anyway, we're going to knock you out, and then you're going to go through a torture sequence that is an awful lot like the one in the first game. Don't know why we do that again. Yeah. Wonder why. Yeah. Anyway, you get out of that and you're buck-ass naked for yeah. a solid 20 minutes of video game. Uh-huh. Just doing somersaults with Raiden's white ass. Cartwheels. in the air. It's even better. Cartwheels, yes. Yeah. So, you start getting contacted uh, by your... Uh, your, you know, Colonel Campbell and Rosemary, but they start acting real weird. And this is like a part of the game that I think is most often brought up. Uh, the bit with whole like I need scissors, sixty-one stuff. Uh, your map suddenly turning into footage of a Japanese girl on a couch. Uh, a lot of Colonel Campbell telling you to shut the console off, uh, which is a thing from earlier in the series too. Uh, as you find out, you've been talking to AI the entire time. Uh, GW was inside your head. Uh, you don't actually have orders to be here. You're part of some weird simulation to see if they can recreate the events of Shadow Moses and turn anybody into a Solid Snake. Uh, the S3 plan. Yep. Uh, Solid Snake simulation. Yeah. 
this all gets revealed by Ocelot, who is actually in on it. Big shock. Uh, so a lot of the similarities between this game and the first one is intentional, uh, which from a story perspective is interesting. From a gameplay perspective, it's like, okay, this is the third time, though. Uh-huh. Like, here I am shooting a Nikita missile again. Here I am, dudes are dying of heart attacks again. Because uh, that's a thing that I forgot to bring up, is a, a few guys die from Fox Die. Like, it looks like Fox Die, but it's not. They just triggered, like, nanomachines in their bodies to make it look like it was Fox Die. Uh, so this is also, like, the first game where they get real ass deep into what nanomachines can do. Like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah. Raiden is the funniest character we've ever had. We can get to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you end up like you get all these revelations kind of spat out at you, and right, then and you really have just to slices off. through these guys like butter. <laughs> That's yeah, no, the Metal Gear raids. There's like thirty of them now, and you just slice through them like butter in a really long boss encounter. Uh, turns out Metal Gears are not much of a threat. Just one guy can just blow them all up on foot, like thirty of them, one after the other. Oh, oh. I think it's. I think the PlayStation Five stream start. Yeah, uh, mine's no. still black. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Metal, they, Metal Gear. Is you think they might have canceled it or something? No. Why would they do that? In protests. What? Uh, okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So the Grand Nagus uh, goes back to Deep Space Nine. No, uh, not he's the. He's been no. exiled from. No. Frank- no. Huh? Metal Gears. Oh, right, yes. No, uh the Metal Gears are very easy to blow up, so that's why Raiden murders like thirty of them. Uh-huh. Uh oh yeah, okay. So Ocelot shows up and he explains the whole like uh the, the simulation thing, because uh, he's a member of the Patriots, it turns out, and then his arm freaks out and he turns into liquid again and he just jumps off of Arsenal uh in a Metal Gear and then I like that snake also just just like jumps off of it into the ocean. I don't know how he's going to catch up to a fucking yeah. Metal Gear, but okay. I assume he has like some sort of submarine thing down there or something. <laughs> sure, it's shaped like a snake. I mean, it's like, you know, that little thing he comes in uh, in Metal Gear Solid 1. And... Oh, sure. It's just like he's had it on standby right near that location just in case something like this happened. Well, he must, like he got there somehow, right? So he must have some. No, he got well. He got there on a on a helicopter, or no, 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 because he yeah he cut the uh, fins. That's why all the um like the water bugs are crawling off them. Yeah. Forgot about that. It's Otakon who comes in on the helicopter. Sure. I mean, anyway, maybe maybe he just prays at the altar of Michael Phelps and just really wrecks leg day yeah maybe, maybe. Uh, i want to i bet solid snake is not that smooth i want a solid snake that is shaped like chun li like 90 percent of his body mass is a leg Ooh, yeah that'd be pretty good uh this is also a bit from the game that got cut uh, because of 9-11, because originally Arsenal gear is supposed to just go creaming into New York City, and you are meant to see all of it, and then they couldn't do that anymore. Nope. Yeah. You can't have a helicopter webbed up between the World Trade Center, so you definitely can't have Arsenal gear just ripping ass through New York City. I mean, it still does, though. You just don't see it, it like does, the yeah. Twin Towers, but... 
Yeah, it's all done off screen because you fight on top. You fight Solidus on the. Um... Oh, I forget the name of the building. It's Washington it's Memorial, the... isn't it? I think so. Yeah, because it's got the statue of Washington uh, at the base. Because okay. Solidus dies reaching up to it. Yeah. But they had cut a bit too, where like Raiden's supposed to cut off like the American flag from a flagpole, and it's supposed to fall onto Solidus's corpse, and they didn't do that either. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And of of yeah, course, whatever. uh former president Solidus Snake has uh Dr. Octopus tentacles because why not? <laughs> yeah, sure, that's right. Uh, but it's like during this that you get like the whole extremely long coda conversation where the GWAI explains what its deal is really, uh which is that it is an AI designed to carry out the Patriots' will. Uh, the Patriots basically the like the Illuminati uh, they want to censor the internet because there's too much junk on there, and they basically want to then replace everything that they censor with their own narrative. They they kind of want to control uh, people's perception and their view of history um, to maintain yeah, for, their own power. For a game that came out in you know 2001 or two, uh, very yeah. prescient. Yes, there's a lot of talk about memes in this game and the passing on of digital information. And how it is similar, perhaps, to genetic information being passed on. The game has some ideas, man. Yes, it's very strange because Kojima is both uh, maybe the closest thing we have to like a prophet in video games, and also he is very stupid. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, isn't that like how it always goes? That you're a prophet and a madman? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Death Stranding has had like the shortest lead time from his predictions to it coming true. Man, yes. Look, we defund the post office. We are just going to get left with a fleet of Norman Reedus's delivering all of our mail. Finally. It's all going to show up completely fucked because Norman Reedus fell down a mountain again. I mean, you know, it could be because he had to go start his own company to make that game. Maybe if he had gotten it done sooner, then, you know, it would yeah. have been cutting it quite so close. Sure. Uh, but, it, yeah, like, there's there it plays with some stuff about this, like, censorship and uh, the state's control of the media earlier on in the game. But, like, its first few passes of it are kind of like a very base level take like oh kojima just read 1984 and then he made a video game around that concept uh but as it like gets further and further in it starts diving into a lot of like how the internet specifically could be shaped by that sort of thing in a way that for that period of time is very forward thinking mm-hmm. so it eventually gets there in a like 30 minute long codec info dump but you know metal gear yeah Solid Metal Gear. Two Sons of Liberty. That's right. Uh, yeah. And of course, the Patriots are also the Lolly Lule Low, which yeah, is important because uh, that's them censoring their own name uh, by using people's nano machines. Yeah. Um, which I think, like Kojima said, that was because of the whole like R and L sound in Japan that that is essentially supposed to be completely impronounceable to them. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Well, yeah. Except for here, where that's not an issue, so we can totally say it. No, it just sounds real dumb. Yes, extremely. Um, 
Oh, but yeah, like some of the other stuff that's kind of in this game before kind of calling it, that's maybe important understanding Metal Gear is uh, Solidus Snake is sort of a surrogate father to Raiden. Uh, he was a child soldier and was raised by him and uh, was fed gunpowder in his meals with all the other child soldiers because it got their brains fucked up. Uh, the Patriots also orchestrated his relationship with Rosemary. Um, like everything about her is designed to appeal to Raiden. And then like they just get together at the end of the game, despite this. So it, it wasn't actually her on the codec. It was just part of the simulation, right? It's, well, so that's what I'm unclear on because yes and no like there's definitely a lot of stuff that makes it clear that she's just another part of the simulation but then she actually shows up in the flesh I, after writing i thought that wasn't real like why would she just be there in the ruins of new york after the crash yeah. arsenal gear in it so it's like a hallucination is what uh, you think maybe i don't know nano machines are making his eyes wobble in such a way that he sees someone who's not there Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the uh, post-credits thing in this one is that they decode who the Patriots are and the Nauticons, like, they've been dead for a hundred years. <gasps> uh, and they, they never returned to that ever in the entire Metal Gear series. Nope, because they were not dead for a hundred years. <laughs> uh, they've just been dead until, like... They died fairly recently. Like the last ones to die were one still alive. First, at that point, yeah. Um, Ocelot, technically no, big boss is still no, alive too. I was but... talking about Zero. Oh yeah, right, right, right. He's still technically oh, man. Uh, shitting into his chair. Yeah. Uh, also, this is the game where they say the Patriots were living in the walls of the White House. <laughs> Which very much confused me for a long time. Were you expecting this was like Sicario? They just start busting up the drywall in the White House. No, I thought there were dudes in there. I thought they were ghosts, like I mean, literal ghosts, actual ghosts. Yeah, you've played Metal Gear. Yeah, you know yeah. that ghosts exist. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not criticizing you for this. Like that. <laughs> I'm saying that kind of follows. Like, sure, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, you know the sorrow. Yeah. The sorrow who makes you okay. Well, I'll Max, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the boss fight for the Sorrow in Metal Gear Solid 3, but like every enemy in that game you kill uh walks down this river towards you as a ghost. So if you shot everybody in the nuts, you just get a lot of dudes holding their balls. That's, That's incredible. Good. It's very good. <laughs> it also includes every animal you've killed too. Yeah, oh, no. oh, man, all those, those tree frogs are coming back for you. Yeah, it, right. actually, it might just be the parrot, like the inn's parrot. I think is in there if you kill it. Uh, there's like a there's a lot of dead fish, and I maybe I'm wrong about this, but I thought that the amount of dead fish in the river was consistent with how many animals you killed, or something like that. But that might be I'm not it. sure. Um, I could be full of shit on that. Yeah, has Metal Gear Solid Two is a uh, Boy, what a game. That's right, and they followed it up with a good one. Yeah. The, some would say the best Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, oh, I'm going to say, as far as like a balance of gameplay and story, yes. One. What? One is, one is my favorite, the first oh. one. 
Well, I like okay. that a lot. Uh, but yeah, there's that like actually pretty decent amount of gameplay in three, uh, whereas two and one are eh, not so much. Three doesn't have um, anything as bad as the uh, the key card backtracking. That is true. In fact, I don't really think there's a whole lot of backtracking. Like two and one almost have a kind of Metroid sort of vibe to it in that you really do have to keep going back through areas you've already been in. Uh, yeah. Two more so than one. There but like three doesn't bit. do that much at all. Yeah, there's a little bit like the part where you have to sort of go back to get the the scientist or whatever, I think, at one point. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's not a lot. You Sokolov. Go- Yes, so like the start of that game is you going and getting uh, Sokolov, who is a defecting Russian scientist, uh, working on some sort of rocket murder weapon uh, that you let her find out is like a prototypical Metal Gear. Shagohod. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's being held captive by um, is it Granin's forces or is it Vulcan's? Because uh... that's the thing that always confused me is there is some sort of weird like background stuff going on between different russian factions i i think technically granin is in charge but volgan is like the one who's actually calling the shots oh no okay i remember what it is he i think he's being held by the kgb at that point but volgan wants him okay because volgan oh, that... is not with the kgb and that's why ocelot shows up yes okay because they they steal him for volgan right but yeah, you you find this. He's basically also the, the Otacon of this game in some ways, and by some ways, I mostly mean he pees himself. He goes pee pee in his pants. Yeah. Co- look, Kojima thinks certain things are very funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's yeah. not wrong. There's a bit in Metal Gear Solid Two where there's a soldier that just like start starts pissing off of a uh, balcony, and you have to like shimmy along underneath it, and you get peed on. And then you could call up Rosemary while you were getting urinated on for her thoughts on this. That's definitely Kojima putting his kink into a game. Sure. That uh, that specific one. Ha- I mean, there's no no other reason. There's are you saying this is Tarantino? This is like Tarantino's uh, foot fetish thing. Yeah. No, no. I think so it's I'm possible. saying that. I'm saying that Kojima is asking you to enter his magical realm. I don't want to enter that realm, dude. Yeah, I I don't either. I was going to ask if somebody pees themselves in Death Stranding, and then I remembered that your urine is literally a weapon in that game. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, mm. well, he kind of uh, he sort of does a fake out in V though at the beginning. Remember what I'm talking oh, sure. about? Uh, That's a good bit. Yes, where it's the um like a saline bag, bag. Of saline. Yeah. yeah. He's laying on it and it makes it look like he's peeing, but oh guess what? He's not. And nobody pees in this metal gear, breaking the mold. <laughs> breaking new ground. That's right, except the horse still shits, so you know. Well yeah. Kiever Sutherland has to yell, <laughs> Do it. Oh god. Imagine how many poop grenades Johnny Sasaki would have made if he were in the Death Stranding universe instead of Metal Gear. Oh, you haven't even mentioned Johnny Sasaki. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so Max knows who Johnny Sasaki is because he's the, the guy who marries Meryl. The main the character of, of Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, 
Max, what you might not know is Johnny Sasaki is sort of like a cameo in each game, and he's just a goof-em-up character that poops his pants in every single one. So, like, the first game, he's having diarrhea uh, after you recover from being tortured. Uh, he's supposed to be your guard. In the second one, he runs into Emma uh, during the sniping section, and then he has to go take a poop, so he can't stop her. He just runs away. And then you meet his grandfather in three, and guess what? This dude's shitting all the time, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, he marries Meryl. He's the most relatable character in Metal Gear. This guy sounds like he would do great on Mastodon. <laughs> Probably. Look, man, IBS representation in video games is important to me, alright? Hey, man, I get it. No judgment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3, um, when this came out, it was weird, too, because they also were not very explicit about you playing as Big Boss in it. Like, they were just kind of advertising it as, like, oh, Snake's in the jungle this time. Also, like, it's taking place in the 60s, so then people just assumed it was Big Boss, but they never, like, explicitly said that was the case, from what I remember. Uh, I mean, I guess technically, but yeah, like, who else would it be? Yeah, uh, it still felt like that was some sort of, maybe not quite like the thing we've talked about recently, where it's like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is totally playing Khan, but it was one of those things where they were kind of dodging the fact that it was, even though it was very obvious that you were playing as Big Boss. Uh, I don't. Uh, at least really that's how I remember them, it. I don't remember them dodging it at all. Uh, I swear this happened. Like what else? But, like Solid Snake got trapped in a time vortex and went back to the sixties. Sure. I mean, look, I mean, if you kill it, us... Is it... I was just say, is that dumber than any of the other stuff in the yes. Yeah. There has been no time travel. <laughs> okay, two things. First of all, that you know bullshit. When you, when you kill Ocelot in this game, the game over screen changes from game over to time paradox. Yep. So they acknowledge it. It's, it's not explicit time travel, but it's like halfway there. Second... There's a mini game where it's a crossover with Ape Escape, so Metal Gear is extremely <laughs> stupid and time travel is not beneath us. Uh, look, I just think that any sort of time shenanigans should be left to Kojima deciding this is actually the explanation for why Big Boss came back and whatnot, not uh, Snake going through, like, getting in a DeLorean and heading back to the 50s or whatever. Although that would also be very cool. Well, I would point you to a game called Metal Gear Survive, which is totally canonical, in which multiple dimensions are established in the Metal Gear universe. Uh, Everybody played that game and is familiar with what I'm talking about. I mean, technically, uh, a game I was just talking to you about today, Metal Gear Acid 2, is uh, an alternate reality. Uh -oh. Um, oh, shit. Also, Ghost Babble for the Game Boy Color. Is also like that's an ultimate oh, yeah. Metal Gear Two. Yeah, because it was known as like Metal Gear Gaiden overseas, I think. No, it was known as Metal Gear Ghost Babble, which is what I just said. I thought that was what they named it here. Where did they name no. it? But here a... they just called it Metal they just Gear it Solid. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. All right. I can't keep that straight. I thought it had three different names depending on like here, Europe, and Japan, but I'm wrong about that. I guess. Oh. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, basically just exists to explain why Big Boss becomes a bad guy and also who the Patriots are. Uh, Big Boss has like his own mentor called the Boss. Uh, she's 
fantastic. She's a really great character. Um, basically, everything bad that happens in Metal Gear is because people completely misinterpret like what she wanted. Because uh, she, like, I guess her thing is she just she wanted like soldiers to mean something more other than just like dogs of war, and then. Big Boss is just like, oh, well, I guess that means that I'm going to become a terrorist. Make well, a hell of a lot of nukes now. Well, no, he becomes terrorist because he's disillusioned by the way she was treated by the U.S. That she yes, uh, that pretended too, but... to defect in order to cover them yes. uh, for well, the the nukes that got launched. But it's still a perversion of her ideals at the same time. Like, he... he misinterprets it and does bad things with it because of his disillusionment a little bit but he's also specifically vengeful towards the u.s yes i mean that is where his ire is pointed but then you also have like uh zero who is your ceo in this game similarly goes off the rails and misinterprets what her will is yeah uh, which for Kimmel him is of this game uh but yeah way dumber <laughs> yeah like, i like how huge he calls... fan of james bond yeah, fan of the Great Escape, except not to the point that he could remember what tunnel was what. Because like uh, he, did, he calls like... himself Major Tom at first, uh, yeah. not in reference to the David Bowie song, which I don't think Space Oddity would have been out at that point. Um, but no, although like in the game itself, it can kind of double as a reference to that because space travel is another like theme that is explored in the game. Yeah, but. He says they named it after one of the tunnels that was used in the Great Escape, with Tom being the yeah. one that brought them to safety. And, and nope, the wrong one. And so, yeah. After that first mission, which kind of goes sideways, and a uh, boss defects, or so you think, um, you go on a second mission. This time, Operation Snake Eater, because he's going to hunt down the boss. Uh, and this time his name is Major Zero. I don't remember if he gives any reason for it. Uh, I think it was the name that he was using before he went with Major Tom, and then after that mistake, he's just like, oh, let's just go back to calling me Zero, because that last one was a fuck-up. That sounds right. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if they explain specifically why to Zero. But anyway, you, your other uh, contacts are Paramedic, who is later Dr. Clark, who is the lady uh, who made Gray Fox into the Cyborg Ninja. Uh, and then Sigan, who is actually the DARPA chief. Right, because uh, there's like exactly two black people in the entirety of Metal Gear Solid, and also now that is said in Metal Gear Solid Three, it is not until four where they're just like, oh, by the way, uh, yeah. remember them. What was great about this is like at the time, like before Metal Gear Solid Four was coming out, like Larry and I were going around on Metal Gear forums and posting things that were just supposed to be like bullshit spoilers, and one of them was the second is the DARPA chief, and then it turned out that actually was correct. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ocelot kidnaps Oklov. Uh, young Ocelot, first of all, is a asshole, and I love him. But like, he is also the boss's son, uh, and I can't remember if he is necessarily aware of that or not. Like, I, I don't think, think so. eventually he is. Um, no, like actually... in future games, it seems like he at least found out at some point. I. I don't know that he ever did. No, actually. Oh. Oh, whatever. But 
his whole like arc in this game though is that he develops this rivalry that eventually becomes like a fairly deep respect for a big boss which is why he ends up uh in metal gear solid 4 trying to like bring him back from the dead literally first of all and also is basically doing everything that he is doing to help facilitate that uh but he's mostly antagonistic in three he also oh. meows like a cat sure uh <laughs> multiple times this is uh also the one where he sort of uh gains an like uh, I don't know, admiration, respect for Big Boss Because uh, Big Boss does not kill him Even though he really should multiple times Yes uh, In fact, he is Revolver Ocelot uh, Because he, he tries to do some trick with a gun And it jams on him and Big Boss is just like That's yeah, a revolver technique You know, revolvers, they shoot six bullets uh, They're in a bunch of cowboy movies Cowboys love them, you should use revolvers Also Model yourself after uh, a cowboy later on in life. Also, then he gets a revolver, but it's like this fancy engraved one. <laughs> yeah. And so he just messes up with it again, and Big Boss is like, man, just just, just get a regular gun? Come on. Yeah, it's pretty good. Although I like in 5 that there's a callback to that where some other doofus on Mother Base has a fancy revolver, and Ocelot gives him the same exact speech. Yeah. That's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Although I, the thing that I don't like about Five is, like in all these games, Ocelot is putting on a front at all times. Because even in this one, he's actually a double agent. Like uh, when you go for the Snake Eater mission, you are supposed to meet up with two contacts, Adam and Ava. Yeah. Uh, Adam is nowhere to be seen, and you never meet him in the game. It turns out that was Ocelot. Yeah. Uh, And then Ava, like um, Adamska or something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Eva you meet But Eva is not the same Eva You were supposed to meet up with She killed that Eva And is actually a double agent for the Chinese government uh, Which you find out at the very end of the game uh, So on top of everything else That goes wrong for Big Boss There's that too That also like helps further his disillusionment with everything um, But yeah like By Metal Gear Solid 5 Ocelot completely drops like the act entirely And it turns out he's just fucking boring What do you mean? Like he's just, he he's fucking dull in Metal Gear Solid Five. Like he doesn't really have much of a character at all. Mm, well, no, he doesn't really do much. You mean V? Yeah. Do you mean no? Me? I mean Five. No, I mean the <laughs> oh, fifth Metal Gear Solid uh, game that uh, came out. Peace no, Walker. No, Metal Gear Solid Five. I don't think no, he's in that one. No, they didn't put a number on that one because it's not Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> that's right. Well, they Pronounced didn't put a five. Zone. <laughs> they didn't put a five on a. Uh... Be either, but what are you gonna do? Hey, uh, so Roman numeral. Yeah, because you know one through four used Roman numerals. Hey, how are you liking that Final Fantasy uh, VII remake? It's Final Fantasy VII because every other one has used Roman numerals. Shut up, dumbass. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah. Snake Eater. Uh, Great game. Yes. Like I'm trying to think, like what's really important about that game that carries out other than the stuff with the boss and the establishing like who is the patriots but like the main thing with the boss at the end of the game is that she has to die for her country and so snake has to be the one that kills her uh so he is forced to murder his mentor and kind of like weird paternal figure in a way 
Uh, and that whole bit is extremely good. Like that fight actually tests your skills throughout the, you know, everything that they've kind of gained up to that point in the game. Um, but also just like it has a pretty good emotional weight to it. And then you shoot her in the face. That's awesome. And then LBJ gives you a handshake. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Video game Lyndon Seager, Johnson. Seeger Coda conversation where he's talking about his bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> ordering pants yeah i mean there is that secret code conversation where like you're if you go through like your camo index and you take off your shirt and you call sigan you start asking him about how you can take off your pants yeah uh, it's a very good game a lot of attention to detail in metal yes. gear and like i think I like that. that's kind of the main thing here is like the main plot and everything is not really what makes them good. It's all that weird stuff yes. in the periphery, just like Yakuza. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is like Yakuza to you. To me, it is. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Look, all that's right. a good point of reference. Yeah. In Yakuza Zero, you can go to the bowling alley, and then if you do the challenge and you get a turkey, then you get. A chicken which can be a manager For your real estate business The Yakuza games are very good And that is why <laughs> it is the only thing that Sega produces Besides Sonic the goddamn hedgehog That's right, well, and Shin Megami Tensei games now it, Yeah I, I mean, that's being charitable It's Persona games that they produce Not Mega Ten games Those don't exist anymore Oh, that's right Those died with the Playstation 2, unfortunately Persona that, 5 uh, Scramble. That fourth Shin Megami Tensei should be uh, coming out never, probably. Four came out. It was the 3DS one. Oh, I'm sorry. Five. Yeah. Shin Megami Tensei V, uh, as him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I guess. Oh, it okay. was supposed to be on the Switch, but it's not going to happen. Like at, at no, this point, I, I seriously I was thinking, doubt it's going to happen. I was thinking about yeah. the uh, naming conventions for them. I was wondering if Nocturne actually says three in the title, or if it's just Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. It's it's just Shin Megami Tensei okay. Nocturne. Well, then see, who knows? They could just use a regular numeral for five, and then you just have to call it whatever, because four uses Roman. Yes. Uh, I don't know what two used it. No. That's old. It doesn't count. Anyway, that's the uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid, is, except for Peace Walker, which uh, does not count. It's not a numbered game, so you don't need to nope. retain uh, any information about Peace Walker. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what happened in 4, which is good, because that's a whole oh, thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, guy sits up, and he's got an exclamation point shaved into his head, and it does the sound. That's right. That's before the frog show up. Else Everything else in that game is not as good as that, unfortunately. Give Snake has an iPod because Kojima oh, right. said, "Give Snake an iPod." Uh, uh, if you non-lethal the bosses in that game, you get warped to some weird white room where you can take pictures of them while they're dancing. Uh, yeah. I th I think no. I had I think I remember that I had read something about like. You got some like mask or something if you non-lethal the boss. So I think I non-lethal yeah. all of them. Yeah, you get masks of the bosses. Yeah. Yes. So I think I don't remember the white room, but I I probably ended up there because I definitely uh, 
non-lethal well, they, all the uh, bosses. The white room, like, they're coming towards you and you can just, like, shoot them. Like, that's the end of yeah. it. But you can also take take pictures. I'm, I'm not... The dance. I'm not sure if it's that you have to non-lethal them necessarily before that, but it's... Anytime you beat the bosses in that game, they then have a segment afterwards where they're walking towards you and i know that if you like oh, run away yeah. from them for long enough then it goes to the white room oh that's weird oh okay uh, yeah I, re- I remember the running away th- or running towards you thing yeah because ordinarily i think you're supposed to attack them during that but if you wait a while then it, it does the other thing anyway peace walker is a oh, no. prequel uh it is after three. Uh, it's also after Portable Ops. That game's terrible. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think honestly, Portable Ops has probably been completely retconned by this point, anyway. Probably. It had the weird hippie Colonel Sanders. Uh, oh God! Which was right? And then Colonel Campbell was alive. <laughs> I wish Colonel Sanders was in Metal You're Gear. Really good. Uh, Sokolov is in it inexplicably, even though he got like punched to death in a drum. Or no, that was Granin. He still gets punched to death though. Sokolov is definitely dead. I think so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Also, Gray Fox is in that, which is weird because yeah, I thought he was just pals with Solid Snake, not Big Boss. Anyway, yeah, he's also like half a cyborg by that point too, because they did like weird experiments on him all the way back in Portable Ops. Yeah. Anyway, Peace uh, Walker is the important one. Uh, this famously Kojima was going to call Metal Gear Solid Five, and then Sony was like, "You can't do that for a PSP game," and so he was like, "Fine, I'll call it Peace Walker, and then I will never make a Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, and I will name it something like Metal Gear Solid V, just to fuck with people. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I mean, th- yes, that's what happened, and. So, uh, Big Boss has formed a Militaire Sans Frontier with uh, Kazuhira Miller, his, his good bro, Master Miller. Yeah. Uh, and then they get hired, I'm trying to think, they get hired by a guy who has Paz with him to go, He's he wants him to investigate like an army that he thinks has nukes or something. It's in yeah. Costa Rica, I believe. Uh, and so they get there, and then it's like, oh, guess what? They got nukes, uh, because it's all under the command of Hot Coldman. Such a good name. It is. Uh, Die hard, man. That honestly, that sounds like the uh, name at the opening of like a comedy Bang Bang episode. <laughs> yes, it does. If you've ever watched that. <laughs> yes, it does. Hi, I'm Hot Coldman. Uh, yeah. So. He is he's with CIA, right? Yes, I think so. Okay. So They're working on AI. Right. And so Sorry, Haley Joel Osman. And their whole thing is God, it's been a long time. They're working on the nuclear deterrent. They're developing Peace Walker with Huey, right? Like Huey has been making it. Huey and uh Doctor Strangelove, whose name is definitely yes. not a reference to anything. <laughs> no. Uh, Huey Emmerich, by the way, uh, Otacon's yeah. happy. Uh, yeah. Who really sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. And... Yes. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole point of this thing is I think it's supposed to, like, 
preemptively uh, detect a nuclear strike or something like that well, and then retaliate? Yeah, without... the, I- the idea is that it's a perfect nuclear deterrence because it's based on AI. And the problem yeah. with nuclear deterrence in his eyes is that there's a human reluctance to not want to fire a nuke back. So he's like, well, if this thing's going to shoot a nuke no matter what, it's the ultimate deterrent. Yeah. Uh, and so they based sense. it on an AI, which they're using an AI which is based on uh, the boss's persona, basically. Like yeah. Strange Love had a relationship with the boss way into the boss, just like everybody else in the series, and makes an AI based on the boss. Yeah. So uh, some stuff happens. Uh, Snake like allies with the Sandinistas, and then. He goes and goes to destroy Peace Walker, and he can't. I don't remember what happens, but he can't quite destroy it. I think the military shows up or something. Um, and then they start like they trigger a nuclear. They don't trigger an actual nuclear attack, but they make the U.S. think that a nuke has been launched. I yes. think. Yes. Yeah, they they trick them into basically having a hand on the button and start that debate of oh do we fire something back or not is this legitimate what do we do yeah because okay. it's supposed to prove that that point that reluctance is a poor form of deterrence okay so or that it impedes it or whatever and then uh he's not able to destroy peace walker but then the boss's ai like takes over and makes it just walk into the ocean to kill itself <laughs> yeah just like seymour skinner yeah yeah uh anyway then back at mother base uh Paz just like hijacks metal gear zeke which huey's been making yes uh, for reasons uh, it should be pointed out that part of like the, the mechanical element of this game is that uh, there's a whole base building component but also when you're fighting the various peace walker models you're ripping like computer boards out of it uh that uh-huh. you can then put into your metal gear yeah. Uh, so you're basically like building the final boss throughout the game. Yeah, and Peace Walker is um this was a big shift in gameplay where it's not so much linear and story based. It's more like you're going on mission it's almost like Monster Hunter like where you're defeating these bosses, getting parts from them for your metal gear. Uh you're capturing enemy soldiers to staff your base and all of this and this all comes back in V uh, to a larger degree, but it was kind of the prototype for that. Um, it's a really good game I would recommend it It is on Game Pass by the way The HD version although maybe not on PC So mm-hmm. uh, Interesting I, Yeah so, I've still not played Peace Walker uh, Which I really need to actually get around to doing Because it does look pretty neat I mean I, I do recommend it especially now Like the HD versions It's way yeah. better than trying to play it on PSP Because you can just you... use both sticks you had mentioned Monster Hunter, though. Isn't there, like, uh, optional super bosses in that that are just, like, Rathalos and stuff like that? Aren't there just actual so. Monster Hunter monsters in that? I swear to God, I thought that there was. There might be. Look this up. I don't think so. Uh, that sounds familiar. You might be thinking of Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't know. Uh so, uh, Rathalos is a monster from Capcom's Monster Hunter series. It appears in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker as part of a crossover promotion. It can be hunted by the player in various optional Monster Hunter missions. Okay. I wonder if that was like a downloadable thing that I never caught. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't remember doing it. 
I just remember seeing stuff like that and <laughs> taking a good long look at Peace Walker and asking myself what the fuck was going on. I also wonder if that's in the HD version, because that's what I played the most. I never finished it on the PSP version. Oh yeah, maybe they could have uh, stripped it out over some sort of rights thing. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, because it would have had yeah. to have been some sort of thing with Capcom. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so after Peace Walker comes Ground Zeroes. Yeah, basically the Tinker chapter to Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> basically, except this time you have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, just fork over your twenty to thirty bucks, depending on what platform you decided to buy it on. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, I, and it's like a what thirty minutes to get through that thing too. It's about the length know, of the of the Tinker chapter. If you know where to go, yeah, there actually is like sure. quite a bit in there. Yeah, there's a decent amount. You pick up all the different tapes and stuff that they leave you or do like the Snatcher mission and, and things like that. They they try to pad it out as much as they can. But like Kojima, from what I recall, did not want that to be a separate product. Uh, but Konami being Konami was like, no, man, this is taking forever. You need to put something out. We need to see a return on this. Yeah, I mean, it, how long was it between Ground Zeroes and V coming out? <laughs> a few years. Like two or three years, I want to say. I was, I was guessing like two years, yeah. yeah um, sounds about right to me. Because uh, Ground Zeroes came out like right after the new consoles did, because it came out on both the new ones and the old ones. Yeah, yeah, I because I played it on the uh, PlayStation Three at that point in time, because I did not have a PS4 yet. Sucker. Uh, I I later got it on PC because I think the PC release came out like a bit after the console release. Yeah, if I it did. Right. Um, uh, v also so I think I just came like, traded a game PC. to get a Yeah Or no, I thought uh, V was day and date with the console versions I thought it was later I'm positive it was day and date Because okay. I remember playing that when it came out Oh, alright uh, Something oh, like, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. If... yeah, it did Because yeah. uh, I'm remembering uh, When I was playing on PS4 I was seeing people putting John Cena's music on their helicopter to... And I was like, yeah, this yeah. seems like a good thing yeah, no, it's nice that they let you just kind of drop in whatever MP3s you wanted, so I could just load up a whole bunch of Oingo Boingo and come flying that thing and shoot everybody. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. But uh... yeah, like, Ground Zeroes uh, picks up shortly after uh, the previous game. There's supposed to be, like, some sort of nuclear inspection going on at Mother Base, but at the same time, uh, Chico, one of the... Um, one of the resistance members that you befriend in Peace Walker has been taken captive, trying to rescue Paws. Uh, who you thought was dead at the end of the last game. Uh, well, right. You she, find so both of them and you pull them out of there. Should be noted, uh, she hijacked Metal Gear Zeke under orders from Cypher. Yes. Mysterious. Uh, which Cypher uh. is just the Patriots. Yeah. 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 Major Zero. Don't know why they gave them two names. Skullface. <laughs> Seems right. like it seems like Kojima likes giving a lot of names to a lot of organizations. Like it was though I was I was doing some research. Uh it's like, oh, the wise man's committee, then the American right. philosophers. Yeah. Like and it's like, oh, the American philosophers were founded by every member of the wise man's committee. It's like, okay, why did they need a new name then? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. The philosophers That's... were like the prototype of the Patriots and they had their whole like 
slush fund or whatever that was at the center of Metal Gear Solid 3. Like everybody was trying to get their hands on the microfilm that had all the bank information. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading and they were talking about like, oh, a fortune of a hundred billion dollars. The fortune never matched. And I mean, I get it. Like they're talking about like based on inflation. It's like, "Mm." Jeff Bezos is getting close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jeff Bezos is a regular one man wise man's committee. Right. Yeah. Except without the wise part. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Major Zero, but if he like posted pictures of his dick. <laughs> I mean anyway. I, I, I uh, guess if I guess if Major Zero had a cell phone camera, he probably would have. Yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah, he would. It would have been like he would try to play it off as accidental too, but he, he would have known what he was doing. He developed some sort of crazy AI to like purge all the dick pics off the internet. Maybe that's why GW exists. He was <laughs> trying to censor all of his dick pics. That'd be a great AI, actually. Yeah, you know, it just gets a little out of hand and turns uh, real fashy at some point. But worth it. Lisa's Lisa's dick pics yeah. aren't out there anymore. So, um, but yeah, this is a uh, you, you extract both of them in this helicopter, and then a guy, uh, a medic who suspiciously sounds a lot like Kiefer Sutherland, uh, <laughs> does some surgery on Paz and pulls out a like block of C four from her stomach, and you toss it out, and you're like, oh, okay, everything is fine now, uh, except it turns out they put another one inside of her vagina, and she blows up. Yeah. Words and deeds. <laughs> Words and deeds, okay. indeed. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the helicopter gets exploded, uh, and then also uh, Mother Base gets exploded. Yes, uh, because Huey uh, was actually selling them out to Cipher. Uh, the nuclear inspection was just a ruse, or no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Cipher. I'm sorry, it was a uh, Skullface. Yeah, it was X- XOF. XOF. Yeah. Fox backwards. Um, yeah. Uh, so then, uh, by the time of Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain, which I'm just going to refer to as the Phantom Pain from now on, so we okay. don't get into this goddamn argument again. I mean, I didn't correct you before because I knew what you were talking about. I even appreciate though you it. used the wrong name. How dare you? Um, the movie is called Live Die Repeat. First of all, uh, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> It's called uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call. <laughs> so, like, XOF in the meantime has been using Huey to develop uh, Metal Gear Sahoanthropus, uh, which is a really good instance of the old Metal Gears were more advanced than the modern day Metal Gears for yep. some reason, because Sahoanthropus just has, like, a fucking whip and it can walk around on two legs. Instead of like having to have some sort of weird like balancing act thing going on, like the other like Rex looks so fucking rudimentary compared to Sahelanthropus, even though Sahelanthropus's like sniper form just looks like Metal Gear Rex. I mean, you could but then just, it's like a Transformers thing. You could just like take the stance that Huey was much better at making robots than Otacon was. Sure. I mean, I I think that's pretty firmly implied anyway because again the the fact that this is uh it deceptively looks like rex for a portion of the game yeah implies that otacon 
might have just was like rummaging around the attic one day and found the blueprints or something. I don't know. Possible. But yeah, this thing's like a Gundam or something. And then you have yeah. Metal Gear Rex that's just like some stupid plotting tank. Yeah. To be fair, that design was also stolen by Huey because the bit where you talk to Granin in Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, if you do one of those like R trigger moments where you get like first person control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see design documents for Metal Gear Rex on his desk. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Huey stole this from Granon, and then Otacon stole it from Huey. Oh, so the Emmerichs are all hacks. Uh, no, Granon designed Metal Gear. You did? That was the point of contention. Did. No, that was the point of contention between them. Was Sokolov was a rockets expert and designed the Shagohod. Granon designed the Metal Gear. Oh, okay. uh, but then Granon's design was rejected. I see. Yeah, but then like you still consider like what the first Metal Gear looked like from the original Metal Gear game, and it's like, what the fuck were you doing, Big Boss? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Did you fucking make this in a garage somewhere, man. Just like an egg with a couple of wheels on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Big Boss has been in a coma, or has he? <gasps> well, yes, yes, know. actually, yes. Um, when when you who are totally big boss, wakes up, uh, you are asked to design a face, and this doesn't become clear uh, until much later in the game, or unless you're a fucking weirdo and you jump into the online multiplayer aspect of Metal Gear Solid Five, which was a thing. Yeah. Or, for, for if you can think, time. there must be a reason yes. that I am creating a face for this character yeah. in the name. Uh, why? wonder why this David Bowie song about multiple personas is playing. Weird. I was fooled by it for a while because I thought that shit was maybe way too obvious and then forgot that this is oh, Hideo Kojima. Oh, no, you were not. No, I w- don't, yeah, no. Before yeah. that game came out, I said, there's no way you're playing the actual big boss. And you said, quote, if you're not playing the actual big boss, I will eat a hat. And I said, okay, fine. And you still have not eaten a hat. I even at one point said... If you want to make a hat out of bacon and eat that, I will accept it. And you were like, nope, not going to do it. Way too many calories. I'm not going to eat a bacon hat. I mean, you could just eat it over the course of, like, many meals. That's true. It's... Just if, every time you want to... If Larry's given me that out, then perhaps... <laughs> I gave you that out back then, and you wouldn't do it. You were just so maybe stubborn I'm, Maybe about I'm waiting this. to find a good bakery that is willing to make me a cake in the shape of a hat, and the coronavirus happened, and now I can't. I'm sorry. I'll get to it make, eventually, I promise. Make a, make a hat out of a tortilla, deep fry it, and then make, like, a taco bowl. Oh, that'd be good. Call up the Little Caesars and ask if they can make their pizza look like a hat for me. I bet they could. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that dough is hot and ready though. That dough's like not made of anything of this earth, so I bet they could sure. make it into any shape they wanted. Yeah, that's right. It's basically Play-Doh. Um, Four-dimensional dough. <laughs> you put the pizza hat on and enter another time-space continuum. She's a tesseract made of pizza. I want the nacho hat that Homer Simpson had. Ooh, I would eat that. I wouldn't even need to lose a bet to eat that hat. I'd just eat it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you, know, you 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 wake up, you you make your face. It turns out your face is your actual face. You were the medic that pulled the bomb out of pause, uh, but you have been undergoing some conditioning uh, to make you think that you are the real big boss, uh, because big boss don't give a fuck about <laughs> MSF. He wants to go make outer heaven. Yeah. Uh, so you need to like distract all of his enemies for a while by basically recreating MSF, although you've renamed it Diamond Dogs. Yeah. Um, but like to the point during of having this... Mother Base and all of that. Yeah. You know, big like, boss important this, things to do. Sure. Riding around on motorcycles and wearing that sick leather jacket. Yeah. Training up some some child soldiers. Uh, uh-huh. Which, to be fair, you also get into a little bit. A little bit. Um. Yeah, but like not in the way. So like that's a a thing too. Like if you wanted to point out a difference between those two characters, is that. So ultimately, Venom Snake is the big boss that you fight in the first Metal Gear. Uh, the one you fight in Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, is the real big boss. There are no child soldiers in the first Metal Gear, but there are in 2. And when you have child soldiers on your base in Metal Gear Solid V slash 5, the Phantom Pain, slash Ground Zeroes, uh, they're not like actual soldiers that you can command or anything. Like There is an aversion to teaching them stuff that a soldier would learn. Okay. So, like, I think that that is meant to highlight that difference between them two, that you are not, you know, the big boss, because big boss is into some darker shit than Venom Snake is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, But also, Venom Snake thinks he is a big boss. Yes. Uh, But, like, by the end of that game, too, you can tell that 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 first, that persona has fragmented. Like, yeah. Well, he punches the mirror. Sure, yes. I was going to say, it is explicitly spelled out for you. Um, Although it is good, him getting the Operation Intrude tape and putting that into an MSX, like, I I like that a lot, but... I really like that whole scene, actually. I think it's really good. Yeah, Uh, Too bad the game just, like, ends there, but, you know. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, like, the the basic plot of this thing is just that you and Miller want to go get revenge on Skullface for uh, literally and figuratively blowing up their lives. Uh, Huey, you rescue at some point to help you, um, you. You're trying to, like, build your own Metal Gear thing, and it's weird because you eventually do, but you can't actually use it in the game. It's something that you send out on these kind of, like, uh, these missions where you assign soldiers and then eventually they just report back and you get different bonuses and stuff. So, um, did you ever play uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Yes. Not you. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, that was the sequel to the second one? Yes. Is that right? Yep. Yes, that, that was that the one. first one where you had your assassin minions and stuff. So that whole thing in that where you could send them out on missions and stuff was basically ripped off from Peace Walker. Or no, Purple Ops, I think, had that a little bit. Came out before it that. It did. You um, know what else had that? Little what? game called Final Fantasy Tactics. Shut up. Anyway, right. um, so... <laughs> it all comes back to tactics. That whole thing was in Peace Walker, and then just like everything else in that, in V, it's just sort of more significant except actually i feel like you don't really need to engage with it nearly as much no. in phantom pain uh because i was it's replaying just it recently to get extra yeah it's like get extra, extra resources and, and, yeah yeah and speed things along but 
Oh yeah, like he basically becomes your R&D guy. Like once you get him, you're able to develop some stuff that you weren't able to initially, like anything kind of pertaining to robotics. Like, uh, yeah, it's also how you get like the um, the sneaking suit and everything is after you get him, I want to say. I think so. But, uh, hey, guess what? He's still a piece of shit. Uh, turns out he married Strange Love and uh, did a murder on her. Yeah. And shoved her into like the AI tank or something like that. And then yeah. also like designed Sahelanthropus so the cockpit was only big enough for a child and thought, hey, man, it'd be pretty cool if I put my kid, Otacon, inside of the cockpit of this thing. This surely won't screw him up at all. He, uh, didn't he put Strangelove inside the AI pod while she was still alive? Yes, she suffocates uh, in there. Yeah, because yeah. that's one of the tapes you can get. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you, instead of doing, instead of just fucking killing him, you exile him. Yeah, just send him off on a rowboat as everybody watches <laughs> yeah. him leave. Just ch- fucking chuck his robotic legs onto the boat. Yeah. Man. And it's so good when uh, Skullface just, like, shoves him down the stairs near the beginning. He deserved it. Oh, does he does he do that? I know that that uh, hot cold man does that in Peace Walker too. Yeah, there's a bit at the beginning when you first go to get Huey. He's uh-huh. in that place with the skull face, and he just like right. shoves him down the stairs. I forgot about that. The only scene of skull face I remember is the thirst for revenge scene. <laughs> yeah, well, the bit with Hot Coldman, he's in the he's still in the wheelchair, and uh, yeah. he he has the robo legs. Yeah, there's also uh, I mean one of the things is at the end of that game. Uh, you have your moment to take revenge on Skullface, and both you and Miller decide that that would, in fact, be giving him what he wants. Uh, so Miller's just like, yeah, do it yourself, and throws the gun that they have down at him. Uh, although, to be fair, they did shoot him a bunch of times non-lethally before they did this. Yeah, yeah. I think they shoot, like, his arm off, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, the, he kind of gets robocopped. <laughs> yeah, he does. The part of Skullface will be played by Peter Weller tonight. Um, but then, yeah, Huey just walks up, takes the gun, and shoots him, and is just like, I did it! Revenge! <laughs> Huey, you idiot. Fucking dumbass. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, like, there's not really much of a plot to that game. There's this whole business about vocal cord parasites and basically just trying to kill off the English language. It's real dumb. It's, like, Metal Gear dumb. But also, it kind of just feels like it doesn't really matter by the end of the game. I kind of. Again, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, it was basically supposed to be a Metal Gear Gaiden, like, yeah. essentially a tech mm. demo for, like, sure. whatever the actual five would be later. But, whoops, Konami uh, did a boo-boo. Yeah. But yeah, the, there was a whole final chapter to that game that, that tries to make good on the vocal cord parasite thing because uh, Baby Liquid Snake gets it and also hijacks a philanthropist and you're supposed to go resolve all that. Because uh, that's the thing that happens in that game too is like you're interrogating Liquid Snake at some point and then... Uh, baby psychomantis busts him out with the the sahelanthropist and they just fly away in it and everyone just kind of stares at them going like huh that's fucked up we probably need to fix that huh and then they <laughs> never come back to it uh yeah that whole thing is like just, the end of a harvey birdman episode <laughs> yeah just this permanently dangling plot thread in the metal gear universe yeah uh and yeah the the thing I like least about that game is Baby Psychomantis 
That's the dumbest yeah. bit. Yeah, he does not need to be there. Uh, Vulgan still actually being alive is a little weird to well, me, he, too. He, well, like, he's I, not, though. He's like he's a phantom, which I get it is thematically appropriate, but I think it would have made more sense if he was just some sort of hallucination and you were not actually... Like, he's just a projection that Psychomanus is creating. That but was what he I thought. apparently is like... No, he's physically there. That is his body well, he, reanimated. He is, but I thought it was Mantis that was basically like puppeteering him around. I think it is until a point. Like the final time that you fight him, I believe Mantis is long gone by that mm. point in the game. Like I think you actually have him on Mother Base by that point. Okay. It's been a while. I might be wrong about that, but look, you got Code Talker in this game. Code Talker is cool. Yeah. Quiet is cool. I was ashamed of yes. my words and deeds. <laughs> Were you? Not really. Okay. Because my whole joke before, again, being a weirdly prescient before that came out was like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, uh, maybe she breathes through photosynthesis. And well, uh, <laughs> yeah. come up with the dumbest thing you can think of. And that's what Kojima actually decided on. Sure. Yeah, like, uh, there's no real, like, kooky boss collection in this game. Like, there are bosses in it, but they're just these sort of weird zombie things that you fight. Uh, again, keeping with the whole theme of phantoms. Um, but I miss having, like, a gaggle of idiots like Dead Cell and Foxhound. Yeah. Uh, I like the setting, a... though. The whole the Soviet-Afghan yeah. war thing. Uh, you know, just like the Living Daylights and Rainbow 3. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The brave men and women of the Mahujadin. Uh-huh. Um, God. Yeah, I mean, the, the gameplay is very, very good in that game, though. Like, the, probably the most fun Metal Gear to actually sit down and play, even That's if right. it is the worst Metal Gear from a story standpoint, mm. mostly because there isn't one. I actually still wouldn't say it's the worst, but okay. Uh it is, it is definitely the one that is the lightest on the story, at the very least. Like, okay. You did, part of my knock on that, too, though, consider, is that there's no real fun codec conversations to be had. You can't just go call up your, your codec buddies and goof off with them. You hit the button, and then Troy Baker reminds you what you're supposed to be doing, and that's it. Yeah. And there aren't really a whole lot of them, either, is kind of the thing. Yeah. Like, like they, they repeat all, between missions and yeah, all of the codec calls used to be like very, very context specific, and here it's kind of like oh, you yeah. can look at a guy and he'll be like, he he's a soldier, he's got a helmet on, up, watch out. Up until last year, when I went and replayed all these games again, there were new codec conversations that I was finding uh, in one through three because yeah, it's just you have to sometimes call them up under very, very specific conditions. Uh, and there is none of that in, in 5. The weird thing about 5 is, for as big of a game that is, it is lacking on a lot of that minutia that you would find in any other Metal Gear game. Yeah, I think that's kind of a side effect of making it so big otherwise. Yeah, and and also the fact that... I I hesitate to say that development was rushed, because like it was in development for quite a while, which was one of the sticking points for Konami, uh, but it definitely was not a finished game. Like... Kojima needed more time on that thing. Yeah. Which, anyway, that's yeah. the end of Metal Gear. 
Yeah. Now let's talk about Snatcher. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I don't think the Sony thing's happening. You sure? What time is it? I mean, it's been a while. I've been here about two hours. It's like 7.30 at night for me. Yeah. You think they're not going to even show off what the console looks like? I, mean, I thought they were going to. They said they were... Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah? What? No, what is I, it? I, I, didn't, I didn't see this follow-up post they made. Well, what does it say? Uh, we're, we're, we'll do it some other time. Uh, no, no announcement today, so. What? Like, apparently there's stuff happening that's, quote, more important than video games. What's more what? important than seeing the PlayStation 5? I don't know. Look, we'll just have to go angrily tweet at them. This is bullshit. I agree. I've never been more angry about something in my life as this. Yeah, I'm so mad. I'm gonna go watch Space Ghost. That's how mad I am. I might just burn out a bank. Xenoblade. Well, that would also be okay. In fact, I encourage it. What? Said, hell yeah, burn down a bank. Yeah. There, you're going to. Get another call, man. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, okay, I Wait, guess. Wait, did uh... Larry get a call before? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be back next time. Whenever this is gonna happen. Yeah, we we will be here to talk about the PlayStation Five or other Kojima games uh, the next time they plan something. I guess. Yeah, it'd be nice if they gave me a little bit of a heads up, uh, send it to my email, instead of making me search out for the information. Yeah. Come on. I've just been sitting here with this stream going, and it's just been blank the entire time, so. Yeah, me too. It could at least put up a message or something, but all right. Max, I'm sorry about all of this. It's okay. You know, at at least I learned something out of it. Yeah. Did you? Well, what's what's the number one thing you learned? Uh, that uh, actually, uh, I was looking on the wiki, and apparently, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is about wiping out the English language. So, yes, we talked about yeah. Metal Gear Solid yeah. V. I missed that when you were saying it. My apologies. Do you have any questions about Metal Gear that I or Larry can clear up for you? Anything from Ford that you were like, wait a minute, nano machines? I mean, it's been since 4 came out that I've played it, so... Oh, no. Now we gotta yeah, talk it's... about Metal Gear Solid 4. No, never. No, it's, o- it's okay. <laughs> the worst Metal Gear of all. Ugh. God, yeah. The best part about that game is where they have you go back to Shadow Moses and you're just like, oh, this is lovingly recreated. I really liked Metal Gear Solid. And then they somehow find a way to make all the gameplay and that suck. I like the part where uh, you're like, oh, neat. They got like a Mission Impossible mask for Young Snake, you know, and he's like, he's got a trench coat and a hat on. And he's got he's like in the streets of France or whatever. And it's like, oh, no, I just follow this person around for a while. What if it's? 
one of the longest tailing missions in video games. Although I do appreciate that it's just like a bunch of those little ball robots in a coat, like a little rascal style. <laughs> yeah. They got that little like uh the little hat on like Raphael. Yeah. That's good. The balls yelling, damn! <laughs> Looks like a bunch well, of balls anyway. in a trench coat. Anyway, you're heading to LaGuardia? Anyway, uh. Yeah. That's it. That's the podcast. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I thanks guess. Thanks for sitting through this, Max, yeah. and also the people at home. Oh. I don't know why yeah. either of you tolerated any of this, but thank you. Yeah, that was fun. Well, E3's not happening. <laughs> now this isn't happening either. Where's Jeff Keighley? I'm going to email Jeff Keighley. Has anyone seen him lately? No. He's in his Dorito bunker. Have you seen this Keighley? I hope not. Oh, God. No. Have you dreamed this Keighley? The Game Awards are going to be a real banger this year, man. When are they? Just broadcast them out of Jeff Keighley's home. Didn't they already happen? Isn't that in, like, February? Uh, yeah, they already happened this year, but I'm talking about the ones coming up because the world's still going to be fucked by them. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, next time on the podcast, we'll talk about some other stuff that is not Metal Gear uh, and probably not PlayStation 5, as it turns out. Probably. Go figure. Goodbye, Dinosaur. there's a naked option under uniform that lets you take off the upper part of your uniform but without a shirt on your camouflage sucks and your stamina goes down faster you don't get any advantages whatsoever sure there are like what it feels good man you do whatever you want i will thanks just one question though what is there a way to take off my pants say what my pants can i oh hell no this fox unit is a nut fest. 